and that will will reflect you in all that we do. Help us to um, grow, serve, and ultimately give back to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Alright, um, I'm going to do just a little leadership, sales, business talk real quick. As we bring on these new guys, we want to have a, a same culture and make sure the way we started the company and grew the company and the things that worked and failed, that we reflect that in everything we do. Because what we do and how we set the tone is how these new guys are going to, and gals, might bring some more girls Gal. on. Gal. <laughs> She's like, get some more girls in here. Gal. So however we act and where we set the, the bar, they're going to be there or one or two steps behind. So we got to make sure we're all on the same page, make sure we're bringing it. So just wrote down um, a few notes. And then just so you know, like, as we grow, I never want to, like, single anybody out with these talks. So there are situations where one person needs to hear it more than the other or it applies more to one scenario. Um, <clears throat> but it's not like I'm ever calling anybody out. Those will hopefully be done personally. Um, but I want to talk about, um, first of all, just going all in. Um, we're here today. I grew this company. We're growing this company. Um, not because like, we're figuring out what to do, because, but because we just took action. When we take action, we repeatedly hear no. We figure out what doesn't work. And then that ultimately leads us to our yes. So I don't know if that makes sense, but a lot of people get caught in the trap of way overthinking stuff. Um, and then Monet, this is where I want to make sure you don't feel singled out. But for example, your your cold calls and your tree and shrub and as you're growing that. I don't want you getting the, caught in the trap of trying to figure out, hey, who should I call? How many calls should I make? What should I be doing today? I would rather you make sure you feel from me that you have autonomy and freedom to fail. Because ultimately, with this company, everybody I hire, if, if they suck, that falls on me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what they're doing. It's my fault because I hired them. Or it's my fault because I trained them. Or it's my fault because the guy who trained them, I hired. So ultimately, I want you to feel, in a sense, like... You guys, I don't think you realize like how good you have it. Like you get a, you get a hall pass. Like everything is my fault, and therefore I'm giving you a little freedom, a little autonomy to take action. A lot of companies, I mean, I've worked for a few, and then I've seen few. I've heard people as I'm doing interviews, they want to manage every little section of the business. I would prefer train you the way things need to be done, and then let you run with it. So. Hope that, hope that makes sense. My main thing is just we're, we're not here because I did a lot of things right. As we bring guys on board, I don't want them to feel like, oh, Tiago, he's, he's in a leadership position because he's done a lot of things right. Tiago's in a leadership position because he just does stuff. I messed up a lot. He messed up a lot. He, so... That's why he's here. The reason I'm here, it's not because I was really good at sales or I was really good at marketing or I was really good at lawn applications. 
It's because I was really bad, and I just kept doing things over and over repeatedly. It's it's the whole quote that we talk about of hard work over time multiplied by God. But it starts with hard work. Mm -hmm. God's not going to reward you if we're just sitting around talking and you know strategizing and planning what we're going to do. So I would rather you get up and take 100 at-bats and strike out every time and learn from it then figure out, hey, what's the best way for me to approach this? What's the best company for me to call to do sales? What's the best way to, you know, hire somebody? We're we're just learning. Just like Tiago and I learned, we've come like full circle with hiring. You know? Oh, yeah. My first few hires were horrible. But if I would have sat around and tried to figure out the best way to do it, we would have we would have never gotten anywhere. That's what we talk about in the last year, I mean was probably the best thing that happened with us. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to hire all those kids and they quitting and yep. made it our job harder. But we, we learned a lot instead of after me, oh, one more nice guy, yep. next one. And five years from now, all this stuff started happening. Like, what the heck we do now? Everything yep. just was good the last five years. <clears throat> yep. but I thought it was nice that it's we good. struggled a lot. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's where... I mean, it wasn't nice at the time. It's not nice at the time, but it's like anything else. Like, it's not nice when you're working out. It's not mm-hmm. nice when you're eating healthy. Anything worthwhile, you go through the pain. Any any relationship worthwhile, you have those fights, you have those arguments, and ultimately you grow, you learn from it, you get better. Um, with this, I want each one of us, so you're one day going to have a family. Monet has a family. Tiago has a family. I have a family. Um, and we're all providing for people. We're such a small company. It's not like if you don't do your job, oh, Brit just makes less. Or if we didn't hit our sales number, Green Again just doesn't grow as much. If we if we don't all have a self-employed mindset and we don't grow, it's, it's Liam's future that's affected. It's your future kids that is affected. It's... It's a bigger picture than just, oh, we're not going to make more money. And we're bringing these people on board. We need to make sure every piece of the business, and we do a great job of this, every piece of the business they're taking ownership in because we want to make sure we're giving back. That's where the whole grow, serve, give comes into play. We want to grow, not because we're selfish, but because we're ambitious and we also care about people, and we want to give back. Um, you have no, something just, you were going to say? I just said yes. Okay. Um, so, that, that's my main point there. We're a small company. That means, in essence, we are all self-employed. Um, if we all do the bare minimum, if we all just decide that just enough is enough, we're never going to get where we want to go. So I really want to drive excellence is what we're looking for, and excellence comes from action, hard work, and making sure we're doing the right thing. Excellence doesn't come from perfection. Excellence. Did you see my Instagram last night? Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah uh, Hit me with it. Mark Cuban. You yeah. Know Mark Cuban. Yeah. You guys know Mark Cuban, the Dallas Mavericks owner, the NBA the shock team. Dallas, NBA yeah. team, basketball. <laughs> I know what basketball and NBA is. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Have you watched Shark Tank? 
what? Have you seen Shark, Shark Tank? Tank? Shark Tank? Um, a long time but ago. But that's fine. So Mark Cuban, he is the owner of Dallas. Dirk oh, Nowitzki. Okay. You heard about Dirk? The no, German really. guy? No. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so Mark... You're going to get a lot of sports analogies here. <laughs> I do like sports. I okay, still good. know a lot. So Mark Cuban, um, he, he's an IT guy in the internet. So back in the days when before internet started... He came up with this IT, sold it, became a billionaire, and bought an NBA team. Okay. But anyway, I was just, um, just so you know who I'm talking about. He said yesterday at Shark Tank, perfection uh, does not bring profitability. Did I say that word? profitability? Profitability, yep. yep. Perfection does not bring profitability. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure that. Professional, oh, perfection is the enemy of profitability. I like that. Yeah. I like what that. What he said yesterday, so it comes to what you're saying. Well, expound on that a little bit. I mean, what does that what does that mean to you? Well, that means if we try to do everything right, uh, because what happened was this guy, he, he he made this perfect product, but for three years he's trying to make it perfect mm -hmm. and doesn't have a dollar on sale. Yeah. And then Mark, he was like, are you nuts? And you know how they are. <laughs> yeah. So he was just like, you know, if you try to make that product perfect and never try to sell, yeah. I mean, he, you're just going to become your un, yeah, yeah. a broke nerd. Yeah. So he was just saying, um, you know, this, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just got to keep going. You know, you just got to sell, sell, sell. If we, we find that something is wrong over here, then we fix it and we just keep selling it. So just um, that comes to a perfectionism, um, the animal, the animal. Dude, I like so that I a lot. kind of nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, cause it's it's uh, paralysis by analysis. That quote too. Mm -hmm. You keep analyzing something, and it puts you in kind of this death trap of. You analyze it, you never really do anything, you get worried about what people are going to think about it, you get worried about hearing no, and then you go back to analyzing again, and you just continually make the loop. you know loop. how in a shark tank, like you go there and give your ID, and then first thing Mr. Wonderful say, okay, what's your sale? Yep. Oh, I've been doing it for three years, and I haven't sold anything. Yep. Okay, well, bye. Yeah. I mean, if it's a, a junk thing, and it's, oh, I just sold the $3 million last year, they're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's all about the money. Yep, you got to see it. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of nice. What do you, uh, That's good. So perfection is the enemy of profitability. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... that's It hits the nail on the head with, with my point. Like, I would rather all of us at the end of the year have done, you know, 999 things wrong and one thing right. Because at least... We're moving the needle. We're branding our company. We're hiring. We're we're making movement. Um, like in the beginning, really, what we're all trying to do, instead of having a year to sell, we're cramming a year's worth of marketing and selling into two and a half months. And so, with that, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be yards that we bid at fifty bucks that are seventy dollars. Yeah. And that kind of stuff we cannot get hung up on. What we need to get hung up on is 
hey, did I do bare minimum quotes or did I go above and beyond? When, I, when my head hits the pillow at night and I sit down and think about, did I give it my all? If, if you're doubting at all, you need to, the next day you wake up, go 100%. And I just, I just don't want you every day coming to work thinking, okay, what's, you know, if I can make one big sale, is, is Britt going to be happy? You know, if I, if I don't mess up on a phone call, is Britt going to be happy? Or if I word this email correctly, you know, is it going to help? I'm not worried about that stuff. Like, that's why we're training. We're all going to have the base fundamentals. After that, it's just doing, 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 action, action, action. So. And for Katie, I mean, it's, right now everything's going to be nice, you know. But then when the weeds start coming up and we start messing up, first person to hear is going to be you. Are they going to call? Wow, what the heck? I can pay for this. The weeds are all out. <laughs> You're... Freaking loan tech's not doing right. <laughs> I don't even think they showed up. Yeah, he didn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to come to you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I hope you guys, you guys be honest with me. Like, do you feel that freedom that you can, that you can do stuff within the company and make decisions and fail and then learn from it and keep growing? Or do you guys feel... I mean, obviously you're <laughs> you're like, very very new, so <laughs> you'll like, get there. Still but I'm learning it. <laughs> Monet and Tiago, I mean, do you yeah, guys yeah, feel that? It, it feels like that, definitely. It's just that for me, with the trade shop, it's kind of new, so yes, it's just a bit of unfamiliar ground as well. So yes. I just need to get in that. Um, yeah. I mean, still with the the lawn mm-hmm. side and doing quotes on that, I'm yeah. pretty comfortable. Yeah. And doing that now, yeah. so that's why I've done a couple and yeah. I've managed to. Secure a couple. It's just now that, like you say, you have to break the ice by making a lot of mistakes and getting there and yep. um, doing the the tree and shrub quit. So, yeah, it's just basically taking that first step. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And for you, I don't want you to get it confused. Like making like the service side of it. I don't want you making mistakes. Yeah. I don't want you just taking action and injecting trees with however much product. <laughs> this is all sales yeah. and growth related. Yeah. Now, for the technical side, technical I mean, side, there's rules and regulations, and, and you can read it up. On the which, sales side, yes. it's always a hit and a miss. I mean, bingo. Yeah. And you're you're so detail oriented, like I'm not even worried about that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about the flip side for you of cold calling mm-hmm. your face off. Yeah. Yeah. And hearing so many no's. Yeah. And, like, I don't even want you to have a, for you, I want you to get so good at it and so used to it and loving hearing no that I, I don't even want you to have a template. I want you to hear how I do some cold calls, but I don't want you c- calling somebody from a template. You know? And I know you I know you want to no, do that. I was sitting yesterday creating a template. See? I knew. <laughs> See? And I, I don't want that. Like, I want you, I want, I want you to flex the muscle and have some muscle memory in just getting used to relational like because you're going to be calling the gatekeeper you know you don't want a a structured but I th- call I think every it's time okay if he wants to have at least the first uh if he wants to have say hello you know yeah i mean the first like hey i'm on there blah, 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 blah. yeah but, but after that it's going to be all different but after that he has to get used to hearing what they say when he brings up tree and shrub, how to respond to this no compared yeah. to this no compared to, hey, 
we have a company. Yeah. So that's the that's the sort of stuff yeah. that I'm talking about. Yeah, and the only way you're going to get through it is, is by just doing it, hitting 97 percent no's yeah. and getting that three percent yes. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. No, I've got 100 percent on the on the same track there. Cool. Yes. But do we? Um, you say you don't want a template. Okay, here five years from now, you know we're going to have 50 people. Yeah. So all the 50 people, they all going to say whatever they want. No, I'm saying for Monet right now. Okay. I'm not saying this each, for 10 years down the road. For each person, I, mean, I think a template is good just to start off with. I mean, I know where you're getting at, yeah. just going by the seat of your pants, but I mean, having a template for the beginning for the first 20 calls is a good thing. I mean, yeah. If you get a roadblock and you know where you can just quickly look at something and yeah. jump up and Heck say, yeah counter thing onto that so I think each template for everybody is different yeah um, no, I'm just saying because the uh, my last job in Brazil was mm-hmm. uh, you know 200 calls a day and yep. making appointments and we had a template I mean for every single thing that somebody said there was already an answer yeah I always was and did you like that yeah when you start yeah I mean until you get good because if you meet a new person here you the manager, you know what is what's gonna yeah. for them. Yeah. You don't have to be like, hey, when they say this, they say that. So here's a paper. I mean, when they say this, this is what's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. You know, after they get good at it, and then they just put it away. Yeah. Yeah. And then they already know what to do. Yeah. Just for easier when you grow. Yeah. I think as we scale, <clears throat> like there needs to be a structure to what somebody mm-hmm. says, and like as we mentioned, standard operating procedures. Yeah. But it was good for me when yeah. I started. Yeah. That way, I didn't have to be like, oh, I'm Tiago, and somebody says something like, what the heck do I yeah. say now? Yeah. And do I turn it off and ask my yeah. But like, I think for what I'm talking about with Monet, like, I completely agree. Like, as we grow, we need to make sure we have some sort of base structure of how they're going to respond and what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. But for what I'm saying to you is, I want you just to get used to the reps. I don't want you worrying about. You know, hey, when I do a layup, I'm gonna dribble. Yeah. One step, two step, shoot the layup, hit it off the backboard. I don't like, I know you and you're very detailed. I don't want you over analyzing the layup. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to take, shoot the layup over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because I think for you in the long run, that's gonna be better. Oh, yeah. So. And I think yeah. for you, uh, like a lot of things you're gonna, you're not gonna be talking too much on the phone. If the person start asking too much, hey, can I come up there and talk to you? Mm. And I think that's gonna be a lot easier. Oh yeah. To go there to and get an appointment. Yeah, that's the main right. goal of the phone call in the first place. Yeah. And I'll make sure I greet them nicely too. I'm like, there oh, you go. here he is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be you'll be good. <laughs> like a cake with a bit of frosting. Oh on yeah. Some sprinkles. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I'm like welcome. <laughs> when do we when do we get our first cake? How much do your cakes run? Um, well, it depends on like the size and yeah. So you just what's the biggest the one you you can make? How much is it? Well, I can do tiered cakes. Whoa, <laughs> wedding cake. Yeah. Just like a. <laughs> it's like. How much would like enough for eight people? Um, eight people. Okay, do you guys really like cake or just like oh, yes. sorta? <laughs> oh, we really like we it. Like I like plain cake with the just like the American cake. Okay. Um, like birthday cake is what you <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, birthday cake. Yeah. 
the quarter sheet that's supposed to feed up to 20 people, but that slice is about this big. Don't <laughs> hey, guys. But, We're going to um, need two of those bad boys. <laughs> yeah, we'll need a so, vanilla and a chocolate. Yeah, so that's like $25. Okay. And then a half sheet, then you're looking at like $40. Okay. <laughs> Let's do two of those after everybody completes training. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let me know what day and then I can make it happen. Yeah, it'll depend on the weather, but it'll probably be, like I'm talking office training, so like okay. probably February 15th, 16th, 17th, sometime in there. Okay, yeah, let me know. Um, I will I need put to down. take 200 dozens off. <laughs> I just no, you'd be terrible. <laughs> I like that well, though. That we need to like manager. we can start customizing them. And we'll start taking them to like our vendors and. Uh, yeah, I can do cupcakes and I can fill it with stuff. Mm, sweet treat and people. Do, like, carrot cake and German chocolate. I can do all that stuff. I'm the least picky person. Wait, wait until we start running outside. <laughs> Don't start bringing stuff. No. <laughs> we're, like first day marketing, we're gonna get that little pain right here on our side. And then our <laughs> our poor clients that we've had last year, and then they see you guys this year, and like, oh man, I'm sweating. <laughs> What's going on with this guy? What happened to Brit's face? <laughs> Where we'll just all have like a little tinge of chocolate in the corner. <laughs> Like, I could put the logo or something on the cake, too, so. That'll be good. That'll be fun. <laughs> I heard about this guy. Every time, I can't remember what kind of business they were, but every time they made a mess or got it wrong for the client, they sent chocolates to the client. So this really? Company, they became to known as the chocolate uh, guy. Huh. So I'm just thinking maybe if you, every time you mess like a up little cupcake. the lawn, you can give him a cupcake, say, sorry about that. Do you make cupcakes? <laughs> yeah, I make cupcakes. So that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, it would not Same. be. Shoot just one. Except for we need like a hundred like... <laughs> a week from like May to July. <laughs> like, uh, okay, am I allowed to bake on the job here? <laughs> like to make that happen? I'm going to have to get an mistakes. oven. <laughs> we spray the wrong lawn and then we leave them a cupcake. They're like, what? It won't be that many mistakes. Unless you have about 10, 20. <laughs> 10 or 20 mistakes? Yeah, I mean, doing the wrong stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, though, like, people that have service calls. Oh, like, service I wish calls. we had 10 or 20 service I mean, calls. I do muffins and quick breads and that stuff, too, so it doesn't have to be cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, you are a natural upselling <laughs> admin lady. I mean, you're going you're gonna to kill it. <laughs> like, hey, just so you know, we also do tree and shrub. Yeah. You don't want lawn care? What about cakes? <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to have a birthday. We got room back here. We got room for a little oven. I mean, we might start a little side hustle in the winter. Well, well not if you plan on putting eight guys in here, though. <laughs> yeah, it's be or I just do it out there. <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll get to know each other in here for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty close. We'll be side hugging half the day. Okay, and do you guys like white or chocolate cake? What do you guys prefer? We'll or do one of half each. And half. Or white. We'll do, we'll do one chocolate. white, one chocolate. White, vanilla. Cake is cake. I don't care what it is. Cake is cake. A rusk. I'm still waiting on that rusk. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Next, year. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> he keeps delaying it. No, no, it's gonna come up soon. Rusk with coffee. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for your order. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. I'll confirm it soon. Gonna be a lot of hungry guys. Yep. <laughs>
<clears throat> cool. That's all you got? That's all I got for now, fellas. I got it. You got it. I just want to stress the importance to all of us that we're the ones that have to bring it. We set the bar for the new guys. If we if we're bringing it at a ten, the guys are gonna hit it at a seven. Yeah, yeah. We got one more guy. <clears throat> mhm. To hire. Yep. To hire still. Sweet. Yep. I already phone decided right? no on the guy yesterday. Okay. What's it? What's it? Is that Arno? You, you no, about that. That was because of your motivational video, just like the topic. Oh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's find the thing. Like, what is the conversation? Okay. No. No, I just, I just decided, I was not gonna interview him again. Like anybody who complains in the first face-to-face -face interview, I don't, yeah. I don't want to deal with. He complained about all his bosses. Huh? All his bosses. Yeah, where he was, just didn't really take ownership, and yeah, he's just gonna carry that baggage with him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, they, even uh, his story of him being empathetic was actually him complaining to somebody. Yeah. I mean, if somebody, that's why I asked him like why he quit. He went to college for baseball. Yeah. I mean, if you get hurt, if you really want to make it, I mean, you just you I go with my knee in the first year. And then, yeah. I play five more. Yeah. If you all the athletes that get hurt and stop, I mean, we wouldn't have Kobe Bryant, LeBron, yeah. we wouldn't have anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of persistence yeah. or work yeah. ethic. Yeah, I agree. Just, well, that video about Arnold Schwarzenegger, just, uh, we're going to play on the training uh, program, but it's just kind of nice. Everybody know Arnold. So, um, if you... You know Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yes, I know. You don't know Mark he Cuban, but you know Arnold. The governor of California. The governor. The yeah, governor. The governor. But before he became the governor, yes. he, his life story is pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, he's from another country, and to come to the United States and become a governor... With his ridiculous good. accent. And with his ridiculous accent, he made everybody know... <laughs> So you guys, him. you guys like that in them, right? <laughs> it was just a little bit of. I think it gives you like a distinct advantage. Yeah, yeah. it's very oh, memorable. Yeah. Could go both oh, ways. When I was single, yeah. <laughs> in college, yeah, that's a good advantage. Uh, I mean, we'll come to that another day. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think we're gonna circle back around to that one. <laughs> <laughs> for Shayna's sake, for respect, for Shayna. <laughs> I don't know if he had a hard time, but anyway, uh, it was just nice how he, um, you know, he was a, first he was a bodybuilder, yeah. you know, and then he was the best of it, yeah. and then um, he was an actor, yeah. the best of actor, yeah. and he wants to be a politic, yeah. the best of it, yeah. but then everybody just said, oh, that's, you know, that's easy, but he talks about how he was going to school, and at the same time, going five hours to the gym, yeah. I mean, at the same day, he was going two to four hours to class for the actor to become an actor. So he's going to high school, actor class, four or five hours at the gym. Oh my and like, how That's did crazy. you guys do it? <laughs> did he <laughs> sleep? Yeah, in yeah. a rough family, yep. you know, back home. Where is he from? I can't remember. Switzerland, is it? Switzerland, yeah. So, you know, those people, those, you know, they're rough and stuff. And, yeah. and he said everybody was just telling him, well, you're not going to make it. You just... 
yeah. you know, a foreign guy that can't even speak English and but it, it just it shows like how hard he worked for everything and he made it. And so for us here, I mean the competition is high. I mean we yep. went to that class just <clears throat> I mean, you can go get to mower and then you can open a company and me anybody can do it. But I think what's gonna separate us is um if everybody put the hard work, especially in this three yep. months of marketing. Yeah. And, you know, the American people here they're especially in the Midwest, if you're nice with them, I mean they really appreciate how nice you are, how hard you work. Yeah. And I think that's gonna start separating us from yep. you know, Ryan and True Green and yep. and all those building companies. Now, there's mm-hmm. a lot of it. I mean yeah, there's a lot. The easiest way nowadays is get you more and then start yeah. making money and yep. so I think it's so easy be, to enter the industry. Yeah. So cheap. Mm. Yeah, it is easy and then people like the local. That's what I've been thinking a lot, like you know, we are local but we're gonna start getting bigger. Yeah, what's it gonna be our pitch from now on? Yeah, so we need to make it feel that it's still small. Yeah, you know, even though we're getting bigger and bigger, yeah, people need to think it's we're small. We take care of the customer, and then we need to work. Or, uh, I mean, I always had to work hard because you no, know, I came here. I didn't know a word in English, yeah. so I had to work hard. Can't imagine I was going to class without knowing English. That's a junior college class. That's not elementary class. <laughs> so I was going to class and didn't know a word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my and my coach was like, "Hey, we gotta go right," and I go left because I don't know what's right and left. <laughs> Jeez, it's okay. I, Those have always, you know, spoken. Yeah. Don't know either. So. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's nice that view that we're gonna see it. It it comes to our um to our team and then where we're going now. Yeah. Uh, we need to work harder and harder and harder. Which is. It's kind of uh, interesting deal because when I came, we were like, "Oh, let's get to five hundred. Yeah, got to five hundred. Let's get to a thousand. Mm. Now let's get to. Th- it, it seems like it's never going to stop, but I also think we need to to use our why and we need to do that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because we always want more money. Yeah, I make ten thousand a year now. I want twenty. I make twenty. I want fifty. So yeah, we all, we're never going to be happy. In- so I think our why and then what we're doing each day here is going to be yep. a key to yep. our team. And then everybody knows our goal, 2,200. But if we get caught up with that 2,200, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So we need to think about daily. You know, everybody asking Arnold, like, how do you get those bicycles and stuff? He's like, well, 10,000 hours just being like this every day, just doing like this oh. every day. People just think I just woke up one day and then my arm is just this big right or everything that you say you just uh bring it together that we're gonna have to work really really hard this year i mean yeah in the communication because you and i already had miscommunication or by ourselves yeah because hobbies we get and stuff and now with everybody it's gonna be more um crucial to mm-hmm. our team and stuff yeah but I think everybody needs to, you need to hold me accountable and I need to hold you accountable and everybody. Because if we keep putting 40 hours a week, well, for you is different. Uh, but us that's gonna be on the outside, if we keep putting 40 hours, 40 hours, it's 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 not gonna work. Yeah. You know, we need to. Yeah. Put in that time. Yeah. 
Yep. And working smarter. Agreed. Um, and I like what you said about, like, as we grow, keeping that local feel. I think that goes back, circles back to what we were talking about. Knowing that everybody needs to have that self-employed entrepreneurship mentality. Oh, yeah. They'll take ownership of each each situation. Instead of just showing up to do a lawn, you know, they're going to show up to know Mrs. Jones. And, yeah. you know, the, the helping her with her groceries, the asking her about her day, the... Yeah. All the way down to knowing her dog's name. It's all those little details that keep that local feel. And that's... We set that. We need to make sure we do that. Because you know how we get caught up like, hey, you got to do 20 loans, you got to do this. Get in the routine, yeah. yeah. One thing uh, we need to add on the... I was thinking the other day. Like when we stop the truck, uh, you know, the first thing we do, just get the loan signed and go and get it done and go home. Yeah. Uh, the first thing we got to start doing is look at the software and the account. Mm-hmm. So is there anything special in the name of the person? Because yep. I do that too. I get outside and they come out. I'm like, what the heck? I don't know their name. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't, I know, but I don't remember. So if I had looked before, call Mr. Klaus. Yeah. Wrong name, like twice. Remember? Yep. Bruce yep. was like, Tiago, this is my best client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure you talk That's to him. Name. This is my best neighborhood. I have ten clients in the street. I'm like, okay. Uh, and I go there and he, he's always there he's retired so he comes out and uh, what is it Mr. Klaus yeah and I was like hey Mr. Smith like, no it's Mr. Klaus <laughs> <laughs> but the second time I go there I was like I need to remember his name yeah and I said it wrong again <laughs> oh, I was like twice <laughs> that's okay. so funny yeah yesterday when we were visiting you know Chris um <laughs> I, I made sure I was listening to Britt. He's like, yeah, we're going to go meet Chris. I'm like, okay, Chris, 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 Chris. Yeah. So I'm like, nice to meet you, Chris. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's it's a good yeah, point. Like, like, sure I remember the name. In a book, have you guys read How to Win uh, Friends and Influence People? No. You guys need to read that. Um, while we're on the name topic, it's 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 really, really good. I've seen the, uh, the cover. Yeah, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And it's been... A top business and leadership communication book for yeah. ever. But anyways, in that, one of the main points that I take a, took away is um, a person's name is the sweetest sound they'll ever hear. So even leading with it yeah. immediately builds rapport. You know, if you say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I was going to spray your lawn. And then you smile and you say, Tony, mm. how are you doing? Is it all right if I spray your lawn? Mm. And then when you leave, you say his name again. When they hear their name more than once, I don't know what it is or what it does in the brain, but it makes them feel good. It talks about that in the book. It makes that connection and builds rapport so much easier. Mm. So that is huge. Well, just with us, pay attention. Pay attention. When when somebody tells your name, I mean, you immediately like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I have a guy, I have a guy, um, I still know his name. His name's Anil, but he canceled a long time ago. Nicest guy. Well, he canceled, and he comes walking down the street, and he's getting ready to say, hey, do you remember me? And before like, he puts his hand up, I said, Anil. I was like, Anil, how you doing? And then all he talked about for the next five minutes was how I remembered his name, and that 
if he ever stops doing the lawn himself, he's coming back to us just because mm-hmm. of how friendly we are. Yeah, that, that helps when you make a mistake. Yep. But like you said, it's very hard because your days get monotonous and you're doing the same thing over and over again. And then, yeah, you're trying to get out and you look at that. And, you, and, and your boss out. calls you, hey, why have you only done 12? Yeah. Then, then your next eight stops, you just fly through. You <laughs> yeah. know? The wife is waiting for supper. And yep. You got to take your kids here. It's and 90 and degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just, that's going to come to us, you know, make yep. sure they, they do that. And yep. Some people cancel because of the price. And they said, um, I know Ron was uh, one guy and then yep. local and stuff. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of arguments because of, I mean, I can't say like we we're local, but I mean, yeah, we we're getting more people and stuff. Yeah. But uh, see, the price is going to have some people to cancel, but which is fine. Yeah. But when we keep that local feeling, it, it's going to be, you know, going to separate us. Yeah. I tried to get Trey, uh, one of my hey lawn care leaders just wanted to hop in here real quick um kind of ending that uh morning meeting with our team going over just action going all in that self-employed mentality and and how we personally internally deal with mistakes so um, hope you enjoyed that. Now we're going to do a little uh, transition here, um, a really, really just raw, natural conversation with one of our subcontractors who's been, uh, and he was nice enough to let us record it. And uh, obviously some of the names have been edited out. Um, first name, no, but like we tried to do as many company names as we could just for privacy sake. But uh, sit down with Clint and he just tells us some of the struggles that he's been going through with a recent business acquisition last year that kind of went awry on him. And previous owner has been giving him a lot of troubles, a lot of heartache, and uh, how he's been dealing with that. So kind of a mashup of that interview, some of the key points, some of the stuff that he talks about. I think you'll be able to listen in and get enough out of it. Like, okay, yeah, I need to look out for that. That's one thing you don't think about. But the biggest thing is, you know, not going too quick and being emotional about the decision. So listen in. Hope you enjoy it. We're bringing four of their guys on that'll start next week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. When do you guys start your first half? Just whenever it warms up. Just like late February, okay. early March. For okay. sure in March we'll be out Like after the frost is thawed out. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good. I, like I said, I'm a uh, short story with, with um, a lot of the customers with Chris's friends. Yeah. Come to find out, you know, after we've been in it for a little while. Mm-hmm. One of them is a subcontractor, um, Atlas, Earthscape yeah. by Atlas. Have you ever heard of that guy? No. He's a goofball. <coughs> he, uh, so he's, he used to have a mowing company, and now all he does is landscaping, but he still retained his customers, and he subbed them all out to Chris. And then when I bought the company, you know, it was, oh yeah, it's, he's got 90 yards, he subs out to us. So we've, we've taken good care of him. And now are those the ones over state line? Yeah, they're all, yeah, they're all like midtown. Yeah. There's a couple that are in Overland Park, just a couple stragglers, but a lot, he's hooked up with some property management companies. Uh, okay. Clemens, I don't know if you've ever heard of that property management company. I oh. never had before this, but they take care of like multifamily homes, um, just run down places down, you know, section eight stuff basically, but yeah. it all has to be cared for. So it's all, it's all good. I mean, we did, 
about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a month with him. Oh, nice! In mowing and, and yeah. trimming, and the best part about it was it was all the work that we did, like July, August when it's real hot and we're not mowing a whole lot of grass. Yeah, we were trimming bushes and pulling weeds and you know bed maintenance oh, things nice. like that for him. So it was nice to have that, but um, he between our attorneys, Chris and I attorneys, he his attorney told me that we lost that account. And I'm like, what the hell? So I called up Kevin. I was like, hey, are we, I just want to see if we're going to be doing business with you next year. He's like, oh, I'm looking to find somebody to buy my company and then keep me on as an employee and blah, blah, blah. It just sounded made up. I was like, okay, well, I got a letter saying that we don't have you anymore. And, I, and it actually mentions you in it. So I just want to see if that's true or not. He's like, no, I never said that. He's like, I'm just trying to see if somebody will buy the company. I was like, so I'm not really counting on that again, which is, you know, it's going to hurt. And, uh, so, so that was 90 maintenance contracts. It was 90, oh. 90 mowing accounts. Plus, yeah, a lot of maintenance, a lot of mulch, a lot of stuff like that. Oh. Yeah. Which like he, he made a lot of promises that he hasn't kept up with. And now he's like expecting me to like in the beginning, was he like, Hey, this is, so I drafted up Flint, a letter. Country club is taking over. It'll still be under lawn, whatever. And yeah, I, I draft the letter. And I put his name and stuff on. I had him proofread and everything. And then yeah. and then we sent it out to all the customers, just kind of saying, "Hey," because he he stayed on as a ten percent earnout. We just called it a ten percent partnership for the customers' sake, just yeah. so that they didn't think that he was just totally abandoning them. And here's a new guy. Good luck. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they uh, did you guys lose a lot in the beginning? No, we didn't. We didn't. So here's another stupid move that Chris did. Whenever he was trying to sell this company, like a week before I got before he basically told me about, it, and I got in touch with him. He had taken 150 of his of his Missouri side customers, and gave this list to. Uh, wow. It's been a huge headache. So where do you like, in the beginning? Like you were excited in the beginning. Like where do you feel like? like what What did you learn, first of all? And then like, was there any good that came out of it, or like you said, the equipment? Yeah, I mean, it was it was the employees. No, right? No, I don't have any. I don't even have one of them anymore. One okay. of them. One of them uh, just recently. Um, is in jail for murder. What? These are the kind of, yeah, these are the kind of guys he had. They were bringing guns to work, and I had I, I fired them when I found that out. I mean, I actually brought a gun to work that day myself, and I like, kept it under the table. What? I didn't know what was going to happen. Both of them were bringing. So they were pretty shady. Oh my god! And then you just rehired like my, your guys. Yeah, my like, guys. More, more brought, of your crew. Mm-hmm, and brought more of them on. Um, and yeah, we're, I mean, we're we're much more efficient. Things running better. I'm, I'm just. I'm just kind of trimming the fat right now, you know. What I mean, just getting rid of the dead weight around there, and that's kind of what a lot of this first, the last six months have been. It's like, what would you like? Say we buy out a company mm-hmm. in two years. What would you say? Hey, look out for this. Go slower on that. Like, yeah. What would you? What would you, you do differently? Don't, don't ever let the seller rush you into anything. Would be my yeah. biggest deal. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I'm because why I'm did you why did you feel that rush? Like he he wanted out by July first. We started talking about it like you know early June, yeah, and and it just it looked good. I, I just I, I don't. It's hard to say what you would do because you know it's 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 difficult to come in and think that you're going to spend thousands of dollars to have maybe a mechanic come out and sort and look at all the trucks. I should have probably had that done honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I've got my dad's a, is a great mechanic, so he's come up here and he's helped me, and and we've got everything running great now, so it, it's all straightened out. But, but you could have put a better value on stuff. Probably could have put put yeah. a better value on things. Yeah, and, and my my biggest downfall was um, I'm emotionally driven a lot of times, which you sh- you know probably shouldn't be. I was all excited about seeing this. I, I saw a great and it is a great opportunity still. I mean, Chris only offered um, 
mowing basically and you know a little bit of mulch there's and things so like that. many upsells yeah and so and, and we, awesome. we do a we do some you know we do 100 yards or whatever 60 60 to 100 yards every year and but but we do more hardscapes and christmas lights landscape lighting all yeah. that stuff that he never offered to his customers so saying that the ownership's changing and all this and i was like oh no that's you know that's me that was a letter from us he's like no I'm through took all of chris's clients sent him all a letter Saying you know oh. you're, you might not have been informed, but your but your the ownership of your your current company is changing. We think you should have the right to choose who does your lawn. Here's what we'll do your lawn for: undercut all of them like five bucks. Oh my god! Dude. So I came back to Chris. I was like, "What the hell, man? You didn't say a word about this, you know?" Oh, that's bullshit. I, the guy, I let him see him, and then he said he wasn't interested. And I was like, "Well, you need to figure something out." So he sent him like a cease and desist letter, and he. And the guy was supposed to not do anything with it. Well, I've, I've got 10 or, and I told, I put a little clause in our contract, which it's not high enough, but I said, you know, for every customer I lose, I want a hundred bucks because I owe Chris $15,000 on July. That was kind of just the way we structured yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, I want a hundred dollars off for every customer I lose, which in hindsight still is not enough. I mean, mm-hmm. it should have been $500 yeah. for his stupid mistake. Yeah. And so I've got 10 or 15 customers right now that I know went to him and, you know, four or five of them have come back. But the point is, they left and came back. So that's, I mean, they weren't happy with what the, the service they were getting from yeah, him. Yeah. Because he, he tried to lowball us and, oh, yeah, well, I'll switch over there. I mean, any, you know, five bucks, people switch for that all day long. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. So yeah. That's kind of part of the deal. And like I said, he's been cashing checks that were for, for services that I provided. And they sent to his house and he's cashing them. He's not telling you about it? No, that? he didn't tell me about it. I, I've had to send out bills to customers and I knew something was going on because, you know, like, July, August, September, I haven't got paid by any of these customers. So finally... So this is the other company that sent those out, and he's been cashing them. Um, this is the previous owner. The previous owner, yeah. He's the been cashing them? He's been cashing the checks. That's a guy now having no character. What the heck? Seriously, he's he is classless as can be. I mean, it's 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 huh. frustrating. But the funny thing is, all the attorneys that I've dealt with or talked with, or my new guy even, they're like, oh, just, just figure out what he's cashed, and we'll just take it off the total you owe him at the end. I'm like... No, no, it's it's more than that, you know. Yeah, it's just, and we've been operating at a loss. <laughs> like that's like saying, yeah, let him keep stealing from you. Sure, yeah, what's we'll the big deal? we'll square it up at the end. Mm-hmm. No, that that, that ain't how it works, mm-hmm. bud. Is he on board or he? Is he on board? Yeah, like is he helping you or like the attorney? No, the Chris. Like no, was he no. coming in in the beginning and oh, doing no. anything? No, no, he. He didn't even deliver all of the the daily material or daily equipment that we were supposed to have that was in our agreement. Anything that was used for daily operations was supposed to be turned over to me. And there's probably three or four thousand dollars worth of equipment. I mean, there's there's a he's got a spreader that he took, which is not a big deal. You know, it's a couple hundred dollars spreader. But, but the bottom line is it, that was a part of that's that agreement. Your money. Yeah, that's your. There was equipment. a gas tank that goes in the back of the truck that he used to fill up all the mowers every morning, so the guys would only have to fill up their trucks, the you know diesel whatever yeah. at, the, at the at the pumps. Kind of cut down on time that they're spending at the gas station, which is huge. I mean, that's a big part of our deal. Oh, yeah. The guys get up there and the you know, try by twenty five minutes later, they're still sitting there. Yeah, they dink around, yeah, get yeah, food, get a donut, getting, yeah, talking to each other. Somehow it takes fifteen minutes to get through line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, like, because so, all that was in the contract, are you gonna chase after him? What are you gonna do? Yeah, I I told my lawyer. I mean, I'm, or, or are you just going to, I mean, could you break contract? I mean, he's broken the contract. That's the way I see it. And so our, our attorneys are going back and forth, and they have been since. So another stupid part of the deal, 
um, I had an attorney and, and he was also my CPA. He was a tax attorney and, and CPA. So he was doing all my stuff and I just was unhappy. He was not aggressive. He Things like, um, so in the contract it said, Chris and I had discussed that, you know, you'll have a 10% earn out at the end of the year or $13,000, whichever is higher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously based off of profits. And then he, then somewhere in the contract, I'm not good. I mean, I don't know if you can read contracts. I'm terrible at it. That's why I, I hired an attorney. Lines. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you start reading these words, you're like, okay, I don't know what that means. I hope that's good for me, but I'll keep it. So then he, uh, he, so there were things that were structured in it, which I was, that's why I was upset with my attorney too. I was like, you know, I paid you $4,000 to read over this, this contract. Should have been 100% in my favor, or at least, you know, fair. And he, so he structured in it that he wanted quarterly payouts on the 10% earnout. Well, but if we're not showing, we've, we've been operating at a loss. I mean, all his equipment was so trashed. Yeah. I had to put new transmissions and stuff and fix, you know, new motors on mowers and things like that. So the first quarter we were operating at a pretty big loss, which is, I think is pretty standard. When yeah, you when you're buying, yeah, when you're buying somebody out. And um, he wanted, when I first started, I had a mower and, you know, a truck and, and, and I had to go out and stir up my own business or I wasn't making any money. And there's there's a there's a driving force behind that. I, I would I would have been worried if I were 25 or whatever, and some guy was like, "Hey, you're gonna make forty thousand dollars a year, but we gotta build this business up." Yeah, it's kind of hard to. It might. Well, know. it's kind of like um, I always talk to my brother about this. Like if you're just jogging down the street, you're going at one pace, but then if there's a dog chasing you, yeah. And that's how I picture like yeah. when you start a business with your own money. Your own truck, you buy the mower. Yeah, you have a wife, kids at home. Like that dog is chasing you all yeah. day long yeah. until you make that money. Yeah, when you have a little cushion. Yeah, they do. Life can like, be uh, life can be gym. pretty sweet. Myself and my manager Tyler and we anybody in the company, if we need to, we get out and we do the work. You know, it's, yeah. it's not. I mean, I'll hop on a mower if I have to. Not yeah. my favorite thing to do. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm all multi yards and and granted, I think my time. I think I'm worth more to the company you know, being behind a desk and making the phone calls and keeping up with that part of it. But Chris never, he would never do that. Yeah. He would just, Hey, sorry, we can't get to you. It's like, no, I know, I know in lawn care. And if somebody calls and wants it, they want it. Yeah. If you don't get to them in a timely fashion, one, there's a million other companies they can go to and, or they might just totally lose interest in it. So I'm, I'm all about trying to be there as, as quickly as we can. Yeah. In the past, I've only had, you know, four, five, six employees, and so it's been a little harder, but now we've got 16 or 17 employees, so there really should be nothing that we can't get really to. you really at 16, 17? Yeah, that's what we, in November, we had 17 employees, and now I've, I've cut a couple of them out, but... Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we still have all your guys, Yeah, your good guys. All of my guys from Country Club are still yeah. nice. on staff and, and, you know, working a minimum of 40 hours a week, so... That's sweet. Yeah, yeah we're still here. Nobody went back home. Nope. No, they all they all stay. So, so with here's a question mm-hmm. with the fact that they only because we run into this too, especially with the company we bought out. Like he offered a base program, and then he was an older guy, so he didn't do a lot of other services. Did you, since it was only mowing, did you turn a profit after the first year because of the other stuff that you added, like uh, through mulch, landscaping, hardscaping? Well. Mainly because we took over in July, you know, a lot of a lot of homeowners and, and well, in one year, I guess. Would you in, in one, one year, year? Yes, I, I believe we will. Okay. Um, like I said, we we are we're so that's operating. Still pretty good. Yeah. Like yeah. it's a lot of headache, but after one year, if you're going to turn a profit, well, just like us, we were we were pretty emotional too. Like, oh heck yeah, this is nice. Hundred plus clients. We bought that truck. 
like the truck you bought from yeah, us. Three times, that's a great truck. Three man. times I, higher. I really appreciate yeah, that. We but we pay like it was fourteen. 13. Thirteen. But we paid way too much for it, and it like you said is because. But we were we were, we were really like excited, you know. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it, and then like what the heck this truck we can't even sell for like seven grand yeah and he like, was like he was in the driver's seat I felt like yeah like when we met with him Tiago and I were just like like so pumped yeah we're like bro 128 let's say worst case scenario we lose half we're still gonna make good money you know That's, the, yeah. we, we were like this guy being in the business for 40 years so we're gonna go in the meeting we're just gonna ask and learn mm-hmm. find out that we know more than him like, <laughs> <"Bro>, this, <laughs> this is ridiculous and that's what I go back. All right. On the heels of that, wanted to jump in here again. Um, towards the end of our conversation, we just kind of wrapped it up, started hanging out a little bit. And then we got into, um, I found out that Clint uses Jobber for all of his scheduling, his mapping, um, sending day sheets to his guys. So this is uh, just like a quick little 30, 35 second, his take on why he loves Jobber. And this is literally just him talking to us, hanging out. Um, and he's actually giving us tips and advice on how we can be a little more efficient when scheduling our route for the day. So kind of cool. Listen in. If you guys haven't um, taken a look at Jobber, head over to their website, um, getjobber.com, and take a look. They've got a, uh, a really, really low entry special right now for guys that are just kind of wanting to uh, dip their toe in the water per se, test it out and see how the software looks um head over because i know when you test it out it's going to make your life so much easier better more professional that you're gonna you're gonna dive all the way in so listen in to clint's take on it and uh we'll be back with you guys here in a second we have them show up they, they pop up on our screen on every monday if you're a monday customer tuesday Wednesday, Friday. Okay. then um if one of our mowing customers wants a bush trims, bush trimming, then we'll go in, we'll start a new job one time, and then we'll schedule it for whatever day we want to schedule it for. You know, if we, if we talk to them, hey, we can come out next Monday. Okay, well then we'll schedule it for that next Monday. Then when are we on Sunday night or Monday morning when we print the sheets off, it show it pops up, and we already have assigned it to our landscape crew, and so we just we literally just have to come in, click a button. Hey, lawn care leaders, what's going on? I'm just driving into the office and had to get this thought off my plate. My wife and I were talking yesterday. We got some pretty big goals up ahead and some pretty large short-term goals that we're trying to trying to tackle. Um, so wanted to leave you guys this little tidbit of advice that we're trying to focus on. Um, and obviously your heart has to be right. Um, you always wanna be giving back to others. And so if you're living out of that, you know, heart and working out of that heart, you won't get this misconstrued. But one of the things we're doing is our goals that are, you know, really, really big and need to be tackled quickly. And even some, and, and when I say quickly, we, we mean that by like two years. So even the long-term ones, five years to 10 years, you want to do this as well. But what we're doing is we're picturing those dreams, those goals, those aspirations in vivid detail in our mind. When things are getting difficult, um, 
when we think that there's no other option, when we think it's too quick, it can't be done in that time frame. All we're simply doing, and, we're, and both of us talked about this yesterday, so we're, we're trying to be on the same page, but we're picturing that in vivid detail. What would it look like? You know, for us, it's a house. We want to build a house. We want to build our dream house, not just any house. And so we're picturing that in detail. What would it look like? What would it look like if we broke ground in December or January? What would it look like if we broke ground six months earlier? What would it look like if we added this or screened in the porch? And, and we're picturing those things. And that's what's going to get us over the hump of those short-term circumstances. That's what's going to get us over the hump of those short-term losses. Because losses are short-term. We're playing a lifelong game. People often get caught in the trap of never taking action or fear of the unknown because they think that loss is forever. They think that loss sticks with them. And it does, you do learn from it, but you are going to win eventually. And so that's what we're trying to focus on here. Putting those dreams into reality, thinking about them all the time. When those days are long, tough, you don't really know how to get around a certain obstacle. We're focusing on the goal in vivid detail. That's what's going to pull us out of those short-term slumps. So just wanted to get that out um, and hope you guys have a good rest of the week. We'll be back with you soon.